Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. My guest today on the A-Game podcast is American actor Daniel Newman. Daniel Newman can be found on Facebook under his name, Daniel Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N. You can also follow him on Twitter where he has an outrageous amount of followers, at Daniel Newman. You can also find his official Instagram page, at Daniel Newman underscore. Daniel Newman, I have spent some time with now, and great guy, go-getter. Again, I keep saying the same principles of success, regardless of what you want to do. If you hold those same foundations and you don't quit, and you stay true to the course, and you get yourself up every day, and you just put the time in, you will be successful. And I always make the analogy that regardless of what you do, if you switch lanes and you decide, hey, I don't want to be an actor, I want to be a real estate investor, I don't want to be a real estate investor, I want to get into jujitsu. If you've been successful in one thing, you'll find success in the other things. And that's where Daniel and I have some parallels. So obviously I don't have a history in the entertainment business, but he does. He's been in some amazing things. He's been featured in uh, Sex and the City, Seventh Heaven. He's been on uh, Drop Dead Diva, Dorian Gray, Children of the Corn, Heroes, The Vampire Diaries, Homeland. He's also been in The Dark Knight Rises, and he is best known for his role in the world-renowned hit, The Walking Dead. So a lot of people know him from The Walking Dead. He's doing bigger things. And most importantly, what I know of him now is he's a real estate investor. So since this podcast, this is one I did a while ago that I just didn't get out. So I apologize. It was when I was new. And again, he did me a solid and let me interview him and came on. So I would like to do an updated one with him. But I spoke to him today, and he's actually invested in some multi-units, and he's bought a couple of cash flow properties, and he's just doing his thing. So I know if you follow him on Instagram, if you follow him on Facebook, you're going to see he's constantly doing movie shoots and TV stuff, and he's working on apps, and the guy's just going after it. He's very successful, he's very smart, and he's an inspiration to me, and I really appreciated his time. He's going to do go on to do amazing things, not only in Hollywood and entertainment, but I think you're going to see that he's behind a lot of really great ideas that could help revolutionize some different things he's going to talk about on this podcast. But without further ado, thank you very much, Mr. Daniel Newman. Check him out on episodes of The Walking Dead. Check him out on Facebook. Check him out on Instagram. And definitely get involved with anything he's a part of. Thank you very much, Daniel Newman. Take it away. This is Daniel Newman, and uh, I'm, I'm really impressed with your resume. So you... I, I can't even say actor because you actually looks like you started out as, as a musician, right? And like, what, what do you, what do you, yeah. basically just an artist, man. It looks like you've kind of been successful in a hundred different things that most people are never successful in one of from TV to acting, man, I appreciate that. man like you really are a uh, pretty, pretty amazing at everything you've been doing. So what, what would I really enter you as just, you. just an artist or what? <laughs> Yo, thank you so much. I, I hugely appreciate that. I'm just as me. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess act, uh, being an artist in my blood, I grew up with that with family and stuff. But um, but uh, yeah, I just started to um to kind of get involved with. I mean, especially when uh, when actors are humble and you can get them to actually be honest with you, they'll they'll tell you that they have like ninety percent of their days and and years free because <laughs> every single one of us between jobs is like fighting for the next job. So um. And fighting for the next paycheck 
So, um, yeah, if, if you get them knocked down a little bit and they'll be humble with it, uh, <laughs> you know, we're all, we're all Renaissance men just trying to survive and, um, through the ups and downs, paying bills and stuff, doing, doing every side job and side career and side hustle, we can figure out, you know, whether it's rappers or singers or actors or painters or any kind of artists, um, it's kind of the same, the same game for all of us. So, uh, yeah, I, I've done it all. Anything I, I found even a little bit fascinating, I tried to dive into, or, um, if I just didn't have any morning, I would just go do like any bar job or restaurant job or anything I could over the years. Um, so a pretty eclectic resume. <laughs> cool, man. I love that. One, one of the, uh, one of the things that really interests me about people in general, which I was just uh, touching on a little bit is the reason I like doing this is because Nicole and I, our favorite quote is how you do anything is how you do everything. And, and I've really, yeah. that's a whole true. And, you know, I, I don't know if you met any of you yet through what we've been doing, but, out of all of the people I've met in the last like 13 or 14 years since I was doing real estate, I give everybody the same opportunities to, to come learn or to talk to me. And I think over the last 13 or 14 years, maybe five of my friends have actually shown up. And I think out of all of them, they've been professional fighters. And I've always told anybody, my friends that were successful in UFC, if they wanted to get into real estate, they'll crush it. My friends that are successful in real estate, if they wanted to get into whatever it is, writing, they crush it just because no matter what it is, I feel like somebody like you always brings their A game, whether it's it's writing or acting and, and you're not afraid of hard work and rejection doesn't get you down. Yeah. You're like when you hit a goal, yeah. you go after it. And I think you were going to be absolutely lethal in real estate because now that you've honed in on that, I mean, if you've been successful in TV, man, thank you so much. Man, like you, you were literally going to be an absolute all-star in this year. You were, you were going to crush it. I'm really excited for you, but I mean, the, the whole, the whole film world definitely builds tough skin and thick skin. So you just, you brush it off, you get back up and you just keep, keep digging, keep doing it, keep doing the work and uh, keep going for the, the gold. So yeah, it definitely is very aligned. That's cool, man. So I know you, you've lived in a bunch of different places too. You're going to make your way back to New York. Have you always been that guy that just really, set your mind to something and goes for it and doesn't take no for an answer or I mean was there something that kind of changed yeah, you know, it's funny um yeah even way before I got on Walking Dead and uh and the TV shows and stuff um yeah it's funny I, I <laughs> people make fun of me because I'm so bad at commitment because I, I think commitment for me is very different than than the mainstream I mean when when I get committed to something it's just like do or die like nothing gets in my way uh, until I get it, until I succeed at whatever it is. So I'm super, super careful uh, at what I commit to. And I'm super careful uh, or gun shy about, about, yeah, about committing to anything. So, um, cause I do once, once my mind's set on it, even if it doesn't make sense anymore, even if I figure out, you know, over, the long term, I'm not going to make money doing it. As long as I love doing it and I believe in that value of what I'm doing, um, I stick with it. So um, I have to be really uh, smart. I have to really try to plan ahead <laughs> before I get attached to things. That's really cool, man. What What was your first love? It looked like music was the original, but it was just that you found a career in music first. It was the initial, like I know sometimes things, yeah. things but what was the original path there? How did it all kind of unfold? Over the teenage years, I mean, four years seems like a lifetime in there. But, um, yeah, I grew up, I grew up making music, um, performing all over the place with bands and stuff. And um, 
then when I got up to New York, I started um, getting with management and doing a bunch of touring um, with acts. And then really it turned into a lot more sales. Uh, I got a lot of my songs on like different TV show soundtracks and movie soundtracks and commercials. Um, and then at the same time, I mean, I've been acting forever too. So um, uh, then just, it's funny, like I, I knew I wanted to do it. So uh, even when I was like 11, I would, I would do all the local plays and then uh, just started researching and finding out where um, local production offices were. There were like breakdowns where it would show you what films had uh, had uh, everything their schedule set to be filming in Georgia. And I find out the addresses. So uh, I would convince some friends of mine or I'd pay them to drop me off on the set. And uh, I was 11 years old and I would just like break onto the sets. I'd find out where the extras were. And I would pretend to be an extra all day. And I did it on a couple of TV series that were down here. And uh, then after about a week of doing it, I got ballsy and decided I should get paid. So I waited in line with all the extras at the end to get paid. The casting director was like, you could get us all fired. <laughs> <laughs> Let me just hire you legit. I started wondering after like five hours, you're not allowed to work anymore. I thought you were here with your mom or something. Um, so... Yeah, my just tenacity with that, just sticking with it and doing weird things. I mean, don't do that if you're an adult; you'll get arrested. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> it's really, it's really a terrible idea if you're an adult. But, um, but that's how I got my first agents and casting directors that liked me and started. Uh, then I wanted to meet with the directors and start learning from directors, learn filmmaking. But they always had that velvet rope where you're not really allowed to talk to them if you're an extra. So. I started a, a local newspaper in my town and uh, basically just for the purpose of being able to do celebrity interviews. So uh, then I would be the, the cute kid that would be like, yo, can I interview, inter uh, can I interview you guys for my, uh, my local paper? And everybody just thought it was so cute that then I got to meet the directors and the writers and the, the actors and just kind of worked my way into that um, while freaking my mom out and she was terrified <laughs> for me that I was always... I was always like breaking out of the house and going doing stuff like that. But um, that's awesome. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, I've been lucky. I mean, I the whole acting game thing though is one in a million. So the fact that I've been able to do all these TV shows and stuff, um, I've just gotten really, really lucky because it is a lottery for sure. Well, you know, I I gotta disagree with you. I don't think you've gotten lucky. I think you worked your butt off for it, and I think, like you said, you were just tenacious and you're doing the things that most people wouldn't do. You know, like you said, you're showing up on these sites. Like, I don't think it's any accident that you've been successful in all the things you've done because of the way that you just go after it, man. Like I, I really, you could say you got lucky if you didn't work for it, but I feel like you've earned everything that you've gotten, you know, you work for it. And I think that's, Thank a, you. Man, that's why I really was excited to talk to you and just people in general like that, man. I just, I respect the hell out of that. I just think it's so awesome, man. And Thank it's you, man. definitely, man. Thank you so much. Um, but yeah, just kind of applying the same thing. Hopefully I'll be able to use some of those skills and techniques with real estate and busting into the game and, and really following through and getting, uh, getting, you know, my dream properties and, and deals and things. I, I guarantee you, you will, man. If you handle it even half as tenacious as you handle your other stuff, it's, it's going to be the same thing. <laughs> Re really, the biggest thing is, is the outsiders just wearing you down and the negativity of the realtors and you know, just deals falling through and you get so excited because you get one and then you're into your due diligence period and then it falls apart and then you're kind of low. So it's going to be the highs and lows like everything else, but that's where most people quit, where you're obviously yeah. 
person. That's why I really don't think you'll have any of those troubles, you know? And that, that's another thing I wanted to ask you about because I'm sure in both of the industries, probably all the industries you've been in, they're, they're businesses of rejection. How have you handled yourself or kept yourself optimistic or persistent in spite of rejection, not only from, let's say, auditions and things you're going on that you're not getting, but people in your life that I'm sure at different points, you know, not everybody is always supportive or not everybody's really always happy for you when you're doing good, which, you know, I, I just had my UFC fighter buddy on and, and he was like, the amount of love I got when I got knocked out was incredible. And the amount of hate I got when I was doing really well was insane. He's like, and I realized that <laughs> they want you to do good, but they don't want you to do better than them. And I was like, man, that's really interesting stuff. And yeah. I, I yeah. the same stuff, man. So how have you like found that and dealt with that and gotten to yourself where you are in spite of it? I think I'm still trying to figure it out. Um, Cause for me, I got really good since I was a kid and completely chopping it off and having zero value to it whatsoever. So it was kind of the polar opposite. Like, but then, you know, over time I started to learn, well, this is a business and these are, you know, whether they're friends or family or customers, you know, these people's opinions do matter um, in, in some ways. Um, you know, it's kind of like, if you're creating art or acting a performer or doing whatever you first of all really have to do it authentically because you love it. And because there's something that you're trying to say and there's something you're trying to do. Um, so as long as you have that mentality that like, I know what I'm doing is what I love to do. Um, then other people's opinions really don't matter. Um, and you can't let other people's opinions bother you. But when you're a business owner and you're creating a product or service or, you know, doing real estate and, and taking care of the buyers. Um, it is such a different game. I mean, there's definitely still some of the same techniques of like staying optimistic, staying positive, knowing, you know, you're going to attract what you put out there. So if you're walking around pissed off, you're just going to attract negativity. And if you're walking around positive, um, you're going to attract both, but you just have to really focus on the positive. Um, but yeah, so it is, it is a, a newer game for me to really learn about how to absorb what people are saying and be able to do whatever you can to make sure people are getting the highest quality of whatever you're giving them. But at the same time, not letting that ruin your process or the way you feel about things or letting it get you down. Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes total sense, man. I think that's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it sounds like so you, it's, you said you was your family supportive of you going through and, and doing the arts and everything. Yeah. Way too much. I would have definitely like knocked me out if I was my kid. <laughs> 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 I mean, not, not physical abuse, but I would have been way stricter. I would have been like, that sounds great. So how are you going to pay rent in a year? <laughs> um, my, my, my parents were very much, uh, very, very supportive. And, um, yeah, I would definitely be a lot more practical with my kids <laughs> for sure. Well, I feel like with your kids, you know, you, there's nothing better than watching and repeating. So even a lot of the people I talk to, they, they constantly say people follow what you do, not what you say. And I feel like anybody that follows you, especially, you know, generations growing up, kids, whatever, they're always going to know that they could, they can chase their dreams and they can have whatever they want. And 
I like the idea with real estate that a lot of the people I know, you know, we go back to, I think me and you were talking about it, how a lot of the people that you and I both know, there's things that they love like acting or music or fighting, but they're doing real estate in the background. So they don't have to rely on their income, which I think is the smartest thing you can do. You know, when you can solidify some type of foundation like real estate and have that background, that money doesn't really matter. And you have that passive income. Yeah. Is it's flipping, then it, I mean, who cares if you get it or not? You're doing it because you love it, not because you need it. And I feel like that completely changes the dynamic. Yeah, enormously. I mean, that's kind of the illusion with so much of the, the things that we do with passion that we, we love to personally do, like the arts or like fighting and things, um, or a lot of people in sports that just can't make it to a really profitable level. Um, that is the thing. You are shooting for the stars. And you're living this life that gets so heavy and so negative and so complicated when you are swimming in debt, um, when you just can't get there to the point where you're making a profit with the art or the the craft that you love. Um, And it is a huge game changer when you suddenly start to evolve yourself and your skills. I mean, my friends call it adulting. When you start (laughs) adulting, you start saying, you know what? I do want to be a full-time fighter or boxer or actor or whatever that's my dream but you know what i owe people rent i owe people mortgage i owe my car i owe it to my friends and family around me to not be stressed out over me or worried about me um you know i owe it to them as much as i owe you know my passion to myself um and so yeah once you you know get your get your shit straight and just like start balancing work and life um it's a total game changer because then you can show up to both fully and really do it with, with passion and not, you know, not be stressed out and worried about, uh, about bills and reality. That's awesome, man. I I love that. Was there a long, I know you said you got, you got some work early, but is there for somebody starting out in anything? I mean, how, how did you really prepare yourself? Was there times that you said, oh, this isn't going to work, I should quit, or like times that it was hard to get jobs or get deals or, or get work that you started thinking about doing? No. Going back to like me sticking with something, I get real delusional. <laughs> <laughs> so I completely, I'm way too good. I should, I should start like a master class at just being able to like focus in on what you want and not listen to what anybody says it's to a detriment because like people started warning me like, you know, about things and I just didn't see signals. So, um, yeah, I think, uh, I think there, there has to be an awareness factor of like what's going on and when you have to change as far as like the whole acting world and, and music world go. Um, I finally at my age now am aware that like the only real way to crush it for anybody, I have so many huge celebrity friends and like all these things. The only people that are happy and that are consistently crushing it are people that go to the next level of being a creator. If you are not creating your own blank, whatever that is, then you have no control over your destiny. Um, whether it's a product or service or being a boss or, uh, being an actor, if you're not creating the films and the TV shows, then you're just praying that somebody's going to cast you or give you an opportunity. Um, and, you know, the odds just get worse and worse and worse. So 
Yeah, I finally flipped it. And that's why I started um, getting more involved with producing and started to produce these new TV series uh, and film projects and getting more involved in the creation uh, and starting a tech company. Um, it was just a, a huge change in my life a couple of years ago where I just woke up and I was like, you know what? I have the skills. I have the connections. I, I've lived in these worlds for a decade or more. Um, and I just was always too afraid to take on the responsibility to be a leader. But I was like, you know what? I, I know what I'm doing. And I haven't looked back since. I've been so, so happy and been able to uh, provide other people with so much opportunity. So it was, um, it was a huge blessing. Man, that is outstanding. I love that. That's, that's really amazing. And I, I, you're so different that the fact that you didn't get in your head, but it's funny because you said it's almost to a detriment, but I really feel like that's what makes all the difference is just having that. And I love that you had support and all that stuff too, because I tell everybody, I, I didn't come from money, but I came from emotional support that they just kind of, Hey, if this is what you want to do, go for it. And I think I would rather somebody. Yeah, but your, your point that you said earlier was really important. Um, it was like, don't like, don't, pay attention necessarily to what I say, watch what I do. My parents were very encouraging to like, go live your life, do what you want to do. But at the same time, they didn't miss a day at work. They didn't miss a bill. They always saved. Like they were just like the role models and leaders through their actions. So like, yeah, I'd be way more strict verbally. Um, but my parents just covered all the bases with like, you know, they always were those role models that, that uh, kids would, would live up to being like. So I'm, I'm, I'm in their shadow. I'm trying to get up my parents. Really <laughs> I don't know how they put up with me. No, but I love that you just go for it. I, I just think that that's so admirable, man. And, and I really respect that no matter what it is, you lock on and you just don't take no for an answer. And I think that's going to play out for you extremely well on the real estate side, man. Um, so touching on that Thank again, so much. I, I, I mostly am from a real estate background, but I just, I, I love talking to people from all different walks of life who are getting into stuff. So different people from different arenas are eventually going to be hearing this. So you starting out, what kind of stuff are you coming across being new into real estate, coming into a semi hot market or challenging market? There's flip this house shows on every TV channel and, you know, social media yeah. is starting to be it. So what what kind of things are you coming across from either from people in your life or or obstacles or struggles or successes that you're finding early that you know you you would need some help with or you'd like to share or you know just some advice for anybody starting out that maybe have some parallels in, in real estate or whatever it is that can kind of cross over. Yeah, well, I'm I'm pre pre like I'm brand new. So um, with. Where I'm at now, I've been very fortunate that I am a hot market. I'm in Atlanta, so um, there's just tons of great deals around. Um, I do have a couple friends of mine that were just killing it. Um, and so I have a good structure and good team around me to kind of hold my hand a bit and make sure I don't screw up too much. Um, <laughs> and um, and I could just see, you know, it's, it's so much easier when you see people that are super successful at something you can kind of watch their moves and see what they do and what they don't do um, and kind of get a taste of, of it. And I did get jealous for a while, you know, over a while I just kept seeing them score these huge deal after deal after deal and doing so well. Um, and I, I just really like the concept of it. Uh, for me, I mean, I, I do have the privilege of different investors and things that I've worked with, with other um, business deals. 
um, that are interested in coming on board. Um, but then so do, you know, regular everybody off the street. I mean, you literally don't have to have money anymore. You, there's so many investors around, uh, so many different investor networks to tap into, uh, to get anything covered. So you can start out with no money down and, and using other people's money to, um, to do these deals and then save up to the point where you have that and you can start investing in your own stuff and move up that way. Um, that's just mind blowing to me because there's just so many opportunities out there where you have to have a quarter of a million dollars for a franchise or you have to have, you know, some huge down payment that is just out of reach for most struggling people. Um, and yet this, you can go from zero to a hundred. Um, you know, you have to be careful, obviously, because if you're making bad moves, you can go back to zero or, or less than zero. Uh, but, it's amazing that it has that much uh, opportunity for, for anybody that wants to work hard and, and learn and study and apply it. I agree completely, man. I think it's an amazing time. I tell everybody there's really never been a better time in history to be a real estate investor with all the tools and all the resources and all the information. And I wish it was that type of market when I first started out. I, I had a lot of struggles and the market was really different and I didn't have any money or any credit. So I had to get very crafty, yeah. which I didn't like at first, but all that made me a much better investor today. But, you know, just the way the world is with all the communication and stuff, people don't want to just put their money in banks and they don't want to lose everything like they did 12 years ago in their retirement accounts. And Yeah, getting like 0.0001% interest. And what I yeah. found, which I think is going to play really well for you, is when people are looking to, to lend money or invest, you have 50% of the people that are the, the analytical type that they're looking at stats and numbers and facts and graphs and charts and they want to see facts, 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 numbers, 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 and they're going to invest in it if it's a good deal. Then you have mm -hmm. the other 50% that really don't know or don't care, but they're going to invest in you because they know you and they trust you and they believe in you. And somebody like yeah. you proving your track record and all these other things that like, hey, this is what I do. I'm successful in everything I do. I'm a winner in everything I do. I don't take no for an answer in anything I do. And you can tell just from talking to people that, you know, you're, you're down to earth. You're, you're a normal guy. You're a approachable guy. You have a good personality. You have a good head on your shoulders. So I think you're going to have no problem on that side of it with people that want to invest in you or want to invest in your property. But I, I don't think you're going to have any shortage of one or the other, man. I think it's going to really play out. Man, well. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. It's huge. I appreciate that greatly. Definitely, man. I'm, I'm excited to see it. And one of the things that stuck out to me was, you, I remember we were having lunch that one day and you literally hopped across the table and sat next to me and just started asking me questions. And I'm like, man, that's exactly what everybody should be doing is just using that time. But I'll see people go back to the hotel, <laughs> jump in the pool. Don't open that door. I will ask you, um, <laughs> I'll drive you insane. Yeah, no, I, I love that, man, because that's like you said, it's the same thing you were doing there at the lunch table with me is the same thing you're doing when you're showing up on the movie sets, like you're soaking up knowledge or you're surrounding yeah. yourself in that environment, man. And that's exactly why you're going to crush it in this, man. I, I literally have no doubts in the world that you were going to be absolutely successful with this. None. Man, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. So my friends will absolutely kill me if I don't ask you some questions about your experience on Walking Dead because it's probably what like the most popular show in the entire country for the last like what? Yeah. Man. So how did yeah, that all come? What was that like? Um, I've had uh, so many ups and downs, man. So many ups and downs. Um, I literally died in uh, 2009. A uh, drunk driver ran over me. 
Um, and then luckily some witnesses, uh, called the ambulance and I was right a couple blocks away from the hospital and they brought me back to life and about a year and a half of surgeries and learning to walk again and talk again and get teeth replaced and face fixed and everything. So, I mean, it was just like a rebirth again, uh, having to like study Facebook to see like my history and journals and like like relearn everything so um that was that was a big huge change also and like going just from the acting and stuff to, to living a completely different life and, and understanding life in a different way um being able to just relate to people and see be in that hospital and see what so many other people are struggling with and uh, the things that are just real getting out of la la land and hollywood and just getting into real life and seeing what like is really happening in my community and my culture and my people um around me and um i got fortunate i was on uh heroes and vampire diaries and a handful of other shows for a bit um and then my mom got sick in another roller coaster so uh, i quit everything and um moved back to atlanta to take care of my mom her last year and um, while I was in Atlanta, really, really randomly, another miracle um, uh, was I just got a random call saying the creators of Walking Dead had written this role for me. Um, and it, none of it made sense at all. I mean, I had auditioned for a couple other roles years ago and, and worked my way up to the network and met with everybody. And so everybody knew me. But um, it was really mind blowing, and plus I was in Atlanta, um, so I was able to work and be with my mom and take care of the family. So um, yeah, so that was just a super super random thing that you kind of hear about in the acting world, but that never really happens. But uh, yeah, just fell in my lap, got super fortunate to do it, um, and then with the whole whirlwind of the show, I mean, being one of the most popular shows in the world and traveling all over the world doing the big uh, arenas and conventions and meet and greets and stuff with the show and um, all that craziness. And then um, got a production deal and the new two, two new projects that I'm uh, producing now um, got those deals signed up. So yeah, it's definitely been an amazing, <laughs> amazing, pretty wild roller coaster. That's awesome, man. I, I loved Heroes. That was one of my favorite shows when it was on. When it first came out, I started watching it right from that first season. It's an awesome show, man. Oh, cool. Nice. Very cool. Being all over the world and, and living in all these different markets from Atlanta to New York, what do you what do you see now? Is your mind a little bit now when you're looking at real estate and trying to put together markets and piece together markets? Like, are things sticking out like, oh, I was here, that could have been a good market, I was there, I might start looking for houses in that area and like is anything starting to mesh together? Because a lot of people don't actually get to go see a lot of the different parts of the country and, and you're you're in a fortunate spot that you have. So like what kind of stuff are you seeing as far as limitations or just uh, opportunities? No, you know what? It's kind of like when you have all this opportunity in front of you, people, people tell you you have all this opportunity in front of you, but your eyes are closed. <laughs> um, yeah, I've been, I've been so lucky. I lived in New York forever and LA and Australia for a long time. Um, and I'd never envisioned like property as, you know, a commodity or as a value. I mean, you would just see somebody and be like, Oh wow, that the house is amazing. But I never ever thought of it in terms of what it could do for me or what I could do for it and what I could do for a community 
and being able to go in to know that you're having an impact in a lot of these kind of rundown communities where now you're, you're, you know, raising the bar for the entire community and uh, helping um, beautify really, really amazing parts of cities. Um, so there's so much more to than you know, what I just kind of thought initially, which is a quick buck here or there. Um, there's so much more value to it now. Um, and being part of something that really lasts for a long time and people are growing up in these and living in them and having memories forever. So the really cool thing, um, that's a super broad answer to your question, but no. I don't know, like I said at the beginning, just kind of open your eyes first time being back in Atlanta and seeing, um, how all of Atlanta is now uh, kind of doing what, what like San Francisco and, and markets have done where it's just now catching on fire um, within the last couple of years and just transitioning so much. Um, but yeah, it's pretty enormous here. I, I like Atlanta there. I like, we call them like ter- tertiary markets or secondary markets. That's a really good example mm-hmm. of when I first started looking for deals in Atlanta, I got some, like we, we flipped one, I think last year in, um, it was a stone mountain. And then there was a couple other ones within the city limits, but it was really interesting because yeah. at one time when I first was going into them, everything that was considered the city yeah. of Atlanta. And then I, I'd start looking in like Decatur and Dallas and Smyrna and some of the outskirts within like an hour or so outside the city where people are still commuting back and forth to work and the hedge funds weren't touching any of those things. So there was, almost more opportunities and less competition. And in some of those areas, the houses were still half the price and there was twice as much inventory. So I like some of those major markets that are like on fire and then going out like an hour or so from there and really just digging in and finding some of them. Because exactly like you said with San Francisco is when people get all that equity in their house or they're having trouble there, they'll sell their house or they'll move and they'll say, you know what? I'll buy a house 45 minutes away. I'll still commute back and forth to the city for work. And now your houses that were on those suburbs, they wind up appreciating and being worth twice as much like, like Sacramento. You know, people moved out of Sacramento, sold their million dollar homes. Now Sacramento's on fire. Now people are moving out of Sacramento and moving out of there. So I think yeah. you're in a really cool spot, man, that anywhere from there to within two hours out of there, you know, I know people are doing stuff in Athens and like you're in a really cool spot. Yeah. I mean, well, it, it, it's always amazing. Like my friends visit me from New York, Chicago or LA and they just can't believe that. Like if you go out 45 minutes, 50 minutes from the city, um, without traffic, without traffic, maybe like 25, 30 minutes from the city, um, you can get a humongous, beautiful four or five bedroom home with a little movie theater in it and a pool <laughs> in the back, gated community golf court for like 350 <laughs> you can't even get you can't even get a studio in la or new york for like anywhere near that <laughs> so uh yeah i mean the price the price is unbelievably great and so much um further outside the city but uh yeah the within the city within the um within 285 is definitely starting to rise massively you'll look at the comps and like eight years ago six years ago some stuff sold for like 15 grand, 60 grand, and now it's like half a million. It's like, God, it's amazing. It's nuts, man. That's what it's called. Cool. increase. Yeah. Yeah. I like yeah, it. it's amazing. So have you gotten <laughs> from anybody that, uh, that you told you were starting to go into real estate or overall are you getting support because people are, are seeing that real estate's very lucrative right now? Say it again? Are you, are you getting a lot of support from people that you say you're transitioning into real estate right now or are you getting any resistance? Yeah, no, I guess I've been very fortunate. Um, 
I've had a really successful track record. So when I say I'm going to do something new, um, the people around me are really, really supportive. Um, and plus real estate. I mean, people, I don't, I don't know. I always hear other people kind of talk about how they've gotten um, bashed about it or warned about it, but, um, everybody around me has made a fortune from it. So I think I've gotten a really positive, um, a really positive reception. That's awesome, man. I, one of the guys that shared, yeah. he always says water finds its own level. And I feel like that's pretty much what it sounds like you've done is you've just managed to find very like-minded, positive people like yourself to surround yourself with. And they believe in you and you believe in them. And it, it seems like you got a really yeah. good network of people around you, man, which I, I think is huge and awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Definitely. Now I just got to rise to their level. Get a bigger piece of the pie. One day at a time, one step at a time, one offer at a time, it, it yeah. all come together. And then you'll, you'll look back a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, and be like, man, look, look all this real estate I have now. Look at all these deals I've done. Look at all these lessons I've learned. Look at all this experience I have, you know, just like with everything else you've done. It's, you don't notice it. I, it's like dieting, man. You know, you, you cut out some sugar here and there. You don't notice the differences. Then a year later, you go, man, look at all this weight I lost. I didn't even notice. Oh, I know it's the difference. Don't talk about sugar like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nightmare. Never talk about that again. <laughs> no, yeah, when I work out, I have to get in shape. It's so sad. <laughs> I love sugar so much. <laughs> it's you, a big problem. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're mostly behind the camera if you're doing production right now, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, just executive producing. I, um, I have my thoughts on one of the roles, but we'll see. <laughs> At this point, the deal is just executive producing, so I got my plate full with that and the tech company, and uh, yeah, super, super full, and this and the real estate, so yeah, I, I got a very busy schedule. That that leads me into my next question of how do you how do you balance it all and still stay so positive and stay so balanced? Because I people always make excuses, which, which drives me nuts, because... You know, somebody like you with all these things going on or some of these other guys that I know that they have like two jobs and four kids and all this different stuff, they make time for yeah. them that are important. And you seem to have a, a good balance that you're making time for all the things that you love and you're you're not having yeah. people's heads off. You you sound like you're in a really good place mentally and everything. So how do you well, how you do you come in a good moment? <laughs> 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 I mean, when my deliverables aren't in and I'm waiting for all of my my next funding round, I'm waiting for my team and getting getting people that work with me, uh <laughs> I, I can get a little frustrated. Um I definitely have high expectations. But um yeah, no, I have to credit having amazing people I work with, uh, get a job done and, um, and timing really at this point, I mean, when things are at full speed, it's going to be way more dramatic, but at the moment right now, when everything is so much under development, um, I have a lot of flexibility. That's cool. That's cool. And I guess yeah. like you were saying on the movie set, some of it's a lot of hurry up and wait. So even when you're doing stuff, you might get some downtime to go put some offers out and call some realtors and, Oh yeah, no enormous. I mean, when you're when you're on one of the shows where you're the star of the show, or there's like you know maybe five stars of a show or six stars or something like Friends or something. Um, yeah, I mean, even then, if you're if it's like a show about you and two other people, then you're nonstop. But otherwise, even if you're just uh, one of the, the crew or one of the one of the teams, I can't remember the word right now. Um, there's so much time off, especially for actors. There's just like so much hurry up and wait. Um, or you're on set for 14 hours a day, 
but you're only actually filming for like three or four of those um, a couple of days a week. So, I mean, yeah, there's just tons of free time uh, in, in those professions. Now with me, uh, executive producing, if I'm also acting, then that might be a completely different story. But <laughs> for, yeah. for the time being for a while, um, there's tons of flexibility. That's awesome, man. It's good to have different options. And yeah. it seems like you're making opportunities everywhere, which is what life's all about. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I, I mean, I really want to do all the, uh, the, the tough work and stuff myself just so I learn all the ins and outs and then start putting teams in places and giving people jobs and giving people things to do. Um, so, you know, once you actually have a lot of experience, um, you know, this, and you're kind of coaching and teaching about this, how you can start finding people that are great at each specific, specific job. Um, making sure you've, um, hired the right people and gotten the right people on your team to do things. So you have way more time. Um, like you guys were talking about doing deals when you're out on the beach in Hawaii or like hanging out and going on vacation with your family. And while you're still have all these deals going, um, just really learning what you do and then getting the right people to, to implement it. That's a hundred percent what it is, man. And you, you said the right thing, Burr. you want to learn the pieces yourself. So you, you have those spots and you know where to set people up for success. Yeah. And I see that's where a lot of things yeah. go. Is not only do people not vet the deal properly, but they don't vet the investor or the person that they're hiring properly because they don't know it themselves. Right. That's the best thing you can educate yourself first and then just designate people to go and put them in their battle stations to take care of all that stuff for you on the day to day. And being right. on top of it, yeah. that's one of the hard things I learned was that nobody cares as much about your business as you do. So, you know, I was under the illusion that, <laughs> or, or your bank account. <laughs> exactly. Exactly, man. They're, they're on Unless their are married side. and then maybe somebody does. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, but you know, yeah. you'll be able to catch that quicker and see those things and, and be able to put a stop to yeah. them. When you do that stuff in, in any business, I'm sure, and you, you can catch them because you know the things to look out for, they don't become nightmares. Right. They just become headaches, and headaches headaches are okay. Nightmares are where people get in trouble, man. So I just think you're doing all the right things, and the, the quality of life there just it changes everything. You know, you don't have to know everything about everything that would literally be impossible you know you can't learn 20 years of experience right. in an appraiser and a contractor but you can learn enough to manage those people and you can do that from afar right now beautiful absolutely so what do you what are you working on now anything you want to promote or plug that uh, i know you said you're doing some executive producing stuff what what projects are you are you having that people can find you or follow or yeah into? Well, uh, anybody that's listening, if you liked uh, the series called Narcos, did you ever hear about Narcos? Yeah, Narcos is amazing. So, um, with Pablo Escobar and uh, Narcos, which ironically my old roommate is one of the stars of that too. Um, but I found a book that I just really, really loved uh, about an Argentinian immigrant, um, uh, immigrant family that moved over and um, just had to fight for everything, trying to get their feet on the ground, trying to get a life. Um, it's a true story called The American Dream by David Lee Winditcher. Uh, it's on Amazon. Um, and he wanted to, his, his father got framed for a crime they didn't commit. They had to go back home. They got uh, deported. And then um, he wanted to become a DA, a district attorney, and just be able to really protect people's rights um 
long story short, he turned into one of the biggest drug lords in the country. He, he from a young age, started running this huge ring through Miami and New York and L.A., uh, lived this really wild kind of Miami Vice life of all the excess and crime and just wildness. Um, but then some family members started getting killed and he wanted out. So then it was him up against all the system, all the, uh, you know, the dirty cops and politicians and celebrities and everybody they had in his pocket. Um, and then all the other gangsters were against him. So, um, then all he wanted was to be an attorney. He wanted to go fight for people's rights. Uh, they couldn't afford representation. And, um, so he went on this long journey of doing tons of volunteer work and creating these huge outreach programs to get gangs uh, off the streets and back into, you know, the labor force and back into college. Um, he became a lawyer. Um, he passed the bar. And then because of his felony rap sheet, he wasn't allowed to practice anywhere. So then he was up against the state and had uh, all the laws in Georgia changed for him to be the first practicing DA. Uh, then he went back to Miami and had the laws changed there so that he could be a practicing attorney and a state DA. And um, then started partnering with the NFL and created these outreach programs for youth and kids all over the country to get out of gangs and be able to find um, better lives. And um, has these huge high-profile cases now where he's representing people. So it's a really quick elevator pitch, but uh, it's an amazing book. That's that's what our uh, new series um, is based on. That sounds and, uh, awesome. Yeah, it's a really awesome book. Just about like figuring out who you are, figuring out going up against every big obstacle in the world, and finding your place in society, and finding your place in in your own life, and uh, and being able to achieve the the hardest the hardest thing that you're up against when everything is crashing down on you. That's where best things come from sometimes. I think that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It's overcoming all adversity and all struggles. So, um, yeah, they can get that. Uh, and right now, that's, that's what we're doing. Um, the rest is kind of top secret. We're developing um, parking aggregation software for New York City and for a couple of different cities and, uh, and doing a bunch of nerdy tech stuff with all of that. That's cool, man. I love it. It makes all the difference. The, um, you know, the things that I'm seeing that drive you, it looks like you, you follow the stuff that you love for yourself first, and then you find ways that you can do things that you love that can also either bring joy or, or help other people or communities and stuff like that. And I, I think that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day is, you know, setting a good example, having good experiences of life and you know, going for the things that make you happy and trying to find things that you can do to help other people along the way. So yeah, really absolutely, happy. man. That's what it's all about. My, uh, you, you were touching on the, the neighborhoods and stuff. Two, two of my friends, when I first started this, they would go into all these uh, dilapidated neighborhoods and these tough communities, and they would work with 501c3 programs and Habitat for Humanity, and they would come in and yeah. they would get government grants, and their, their business card said, we take hoods and we make them neighborhoods. And they would come in and do all this infill. And they were telling me all these things about how, you know, you go in and you see these communities literally just change, and then you get cards in the mail from people that you put them in there for their first Christmas and you get all these like amazing yeah. stories and it's cool, man. There's something to be said for you taking yeah, something that's so awesome. down and you see a family get in there and they have their first holidays there and you know, you had something to do with that. I, I think that that's cool, man. Yeah. 
huge. Absolutely, yeah. That's so cool. Well, you, you were on your way, my friend, and I'm happy to help you any way I can. I, I really appreciate you giving me the time. I won't keep you on much longer. Of course. Um, how do people find you? Social course. media and everything. I know you're on. You're on. Uh, if you want to give your Twitter, your Instagram, your Facebook, all the anyways. Yeah, I mean, you can just Google Daniel Newman. Uh, it's like Newman N E W M A N. Like Paul Newman um, on Twitter, Instagram, or hit me up on Facebook. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm all over all of that. It's funny. I wasn't really in that world, so. <laughs> walking dead and then um and then i i got attached to it so really really cool people on there that's awesome man well i really like talking yeah. to you i think you're awesome i think you're gonna yeah you too huge i'm so grateful i hope to be working with you son yeah definitely man hit me up anything i could do to help you or any any gaps i can fill uh, i'm just happy to be part of it and i'm really excited to watch you excel at this and just see it all come together man i, I really appreciate the time and i'm really excited for you hell yeah dude you're a legend i really appreciate you <laughs> taking time for me Definitely, man. Anytime. So I'll let you go, man, but I appreciate it. And uh, anything I can do for you, let me know. In the meantime, Daniel Newman, thank you so much for your time, man. Walking Dead, Dark Knight Rises, Homeland, a whole bunch of other stuff. You can look him up and see that he's really a jack of all trades and he's been successful in everything. And you're going to see him on, a, I'm sure, a Flip This House show at some point, crushing real estate as well. Hell yeah, absolutely. I will talk to you soon, man. 100%. Have a great night, Daniel. Night. Take it easy, man. So